0: The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting, but that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello friends, welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so excited to be back here with you guys this week. I really look forward to our times together. It's a blessing for me and my my hope is that I will be able to share something with you that will encourage your week and um, lift you up and be a blessing. I have um, uh, some exciting news, at least it's exciting for me. I'm going to be a guest on another podcast this week, His Heartbeat with Sue Coral. I'm going to be on that podcast. I think that comes out this Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So by the time this comes out, it'll be ready. But I'm going to talk about a home where faith can grow, having a home where faith can grow. And Sue is a blessing. If you don't know her, you really should check her out. She's the founder and director of Crown of Beauty International. And there you can find them at com, But she teaches women God's word all around the world. She does conferences. She's an author. She's published many books. And she is a blessing. And she really has a word for women who have been hurt, women who need healing, women who need to to break out of the lies that the enemy tries to, tries to hold us back with. So I just encourage you to check her out. She was a missionary for years in the Philippines and in China, and she actually raised her two children in China. So she has a wonderful story, and I'm going to be on her podcast. Again, it's called His Heartbeat with Sue Coral this week, and I'm going to talk about A Home Where Faith Can Grow. So go check that out. And check out her podcast while you're there and her ministry and her books. And I don't think you'll regret that. I want to share with you this week on having a servant's heart and being an example of Christ to our children. You know, Jesus was a servant. He said, you know, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And that is the heart of Christ, is to serve and to love and to give. Jesus' own people, the Jewish nation, they did not receive him as their Messiah. They crucified him because he didn't look like what they thought Messiah should look like. They had in their minds what he was going to be, and they had scripture to back it up. You know, they, they knew the scripture, but when he came on the scene, he did not look anything like what they thought he should look like, and they rejected him. They rejected him to the point of crucifying him. And I, I know that there is a message in that for us because God doesn't do things our way. A lot of times we'll have in our mind, you know, what we think God is going to do or how we think God is going to handle a situation, and we're not God. And he'll do something completely different than what we had in mind. And if we're not careful, we will miss him because it just doesn't seem like God. It didn't seem like something he would do. But see, we put him in these boxes. You know, We say, oh, this is how God does it, and we expect him to do it like that because that's how he's done it in the past. But a lot of times he'll jump right out of our our box because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so his people, his own people who he loved, they missed his visitation because they were looking for him to be different. And he came and it says that he showed us what the father was like you know thomas we give thomas a hard time a lot right we call him doubting thomas you know he he struggled he struggled and he said jesus just show us the father and then we'll believe you know just show us the father you know and jesus said have i not been so long with you He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. See, Jesus came and showed us the heart of the Father. And it was different. It was a whole new way of seeing God because He came as the Lamb. He came as a gentle, as a gentle Lamb. He came as a servant. He came to love and forgive and redeem and draw and to draw hearts to Him. And he loves us. He loves us. And so when we have his heart, we too have a heart that wants to serve, that wants to give, that wants to be a blessing. And I I just love in Philippians 2 where Paul is talking about, you know, the Christ and having the mind of Christ. And this is what he says in verse five. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. I'll stop there for a second. Jesus, being God, humbled himself by taking on the form of a man. God of the universe became a man. He humbled himself to become a man, but he didn't stop there. It says in verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he's already humbled himself as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So not only did he humble himself in becoming a man, but he humbled himself by dying on a cross. The cross was reserved for criminals. The cross was where the worst of men died for their evil deeds. So not only did he humble himself to become a man, but he humbled himself to be associated with the worst kind of men. He became sin that you and I could become the righteousness of God. He was a servant. He had a servant's heart. You know, he he told his disciples, I didn't come to be served but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many i just love that on the night that jesus was betrayed the night and he knew it he knew he was he was that was the night on the very night that he knew he was going to be betrayed by one of his closest friends he knelt he humbled himself and he washed the feet of his disciples and he served them And he prayed for them that night. He prayed that the Father would keep them in his absence. You know, he was serving to the very end. He was thinking of others. He was blessing others. He was caring for those that he cared about. And, you know, God said he humbles those who are proud and he exalts those who are humble. And he says of Jesus in Philippians, if we kept, if we were to keep on reading in that in Philippians two, it says that at the name of Jesus, every name shall bow, bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. So he humbled himself and now he's been exalted and God has raised him up. And he is our example. Remember when the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest and he took a child and he put that child in the midst of them and he said, unless you become like this little child, you have no part in the kingdom. See, we as, as humans, as men and women, we naturally honor those who we think are great and mighty and strong. But Jesus honored the little children. Remember when the, the mothers, the women, tried to bring the children to Jesus and the men shoo them off? I just, can't you hear him saying, get, get these kids out of here. We're doing important work. We're doing man's work, right? And Jesus said, no, 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 do not. Do not keep the little ones from me. Do not keep them from me. Do not shoo them away. You know, they're, they, the kingdom of God belongs to them. And he laid his hands on them and he blessed them. See, you as a, a mom, you are doing such important work. Those little ones in your home, the kingdom of God belongs to them. You know, God sees your work as important It's not like, you know, the whole world is going on and doing important things and you are just a mom. You are raising the next generation of believers. You are passing on the faith. You are showing Christ to the little eyes and the little ears that follow you around and look up to you. That is holy work. That is important work i don't care what the world says i don't care how they try to to knock what you do or the importance of what you do or even your own heart tries to do that sometime you know i remember as as a mom as a as a young mom and i i was working full time and it was just crazy you know we our lives were just so busy and but there was something about in the morning You know, putting on my work clothes and, you know, going into the office that made me feel like I was a part of society. You know, it was like sometimes it was a reprieve, right, even to go to work because I just I felt like I was doing something useful. But then when I felt the Lord had called me home and I really wanted to go home, I mean, it was a desire of my heart. Um, It was something I wanted to do. But the days were so strung together. There just seemed like there was so little difference from one to the other. And I was hidden. And sometimes it just felt like, you know, am I doing anything of worth? You know, is does this really matter to anybody? You know, nobody sees what I'm doing. Does it matter? And the Lord had to deal with my heart and show me, Audrey, this is holy work. This is important work. It doesn't matter if nobody's cheering or if everybody's cheering. The important thing is that your father is pleased, that you're doing what you've been called to do. That's the important thing. But it didn't feel the same as putting on my suit or putting on my nice clothes and stopping by and getting, you know, a, a latte on the way to work. You know, I I looked I had spit up on me all the time, you know. It's hard to look professional when you have a, a diaper bag and a carrier in your hand, you know. And I, sometimes I just felt less than. But he started working on me and showing me this is holy work. I created this job before I created any job. You know, I created moms and dads to, to pass on faith, to teach their children about me. This is a very important position. And you know, and that helped me to see that the work was worth it. And that I not only could I do it well, but I could do it with a good attitude. You know, at one time and I don't this was this was so I remember this vividly. I, I had a doctor's appointment. I went to my doctor's appointment and you know it was like the heavens and the earth and the moon and the stars had to all align for me to get to the doctor's appointment, you know, when my boys were little. But I remember, you know, filling out the paperwork and it asked occupation. And before, you know, I would have put what I did. And I thought, well, what am I going to put? And I actually put mom. And in parentheses, I put, it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I I doubt anybody ever read it. I mean, does anybody ever read those things? But it made me feel better because I thought, yes, this is important work. You know, what I do is it matters in eternity. But the the reason that we take on the servant's heart is because we imitate Christ. And when we take on the servant's heart, When we imitate Christ, we have little eyes that watch us imitate Christ and they see what it means, what it looks like to be a servant leader. And they need that. They're not, they're, they're rarely going to get that in the world. You know, Jesus said the rulers of this world lorded over each other, right? They seek the best tables. They seek the high positions so that men will honor them. But he said, you know, In my kingdom, it's different. In my kingdom, it's the servant who is above all. So see, as you're washing dishes, as you're washing clothes, as you're feeding babies, as you're doing things that you just wonder, does this matter? It matters for eternity. It's holy work. It's good work. And by being a servant in your home, your servant leader, and by being a servant leader in your home, you're giving them a pattern to follow, to honor their entire rest of their life, that this is what Christ asked us to do. He asked us to love each other. He asked us to care for each other. He cares about the work of home. It's holy work. And so I just want to encourage you this week, you know, whether you're home full time or whether you work all day and then rush home to do this holy work. It's important work, and it matters. And God will give you the grace to do it well and to even enjoy it and even to get to the point where you recognize this is good. This is good. You know, I have an important position in the kingdom because I'm loving little hearts that are going to grow into big hearts and they need to know how the kingdom operates so that they recognize Christ when they see him, right? See that Israel didn't recognize Christ because they were looking for him to come in and be flashy, right? They wanted this great king they could be proud of and they could say, yes, that's our king and he's strong and he's powerful. But he came as a lamb. He came as a humble servant. And that wasn't what they wanted, but it's what they needed. And see, as you show your kids, as you show them, this is how we love. This is how we forgive. This is how We use self-control. This is how we believe, even when it feels like God's forgotten us. This is how we serve him, even when it doesn't feel good. This is how we share the gospel with our children. We live it before them. We are being transformed into the image of Christ. We are being a model of how to serve and how to love, even when it's hard. Remember Jesus? He served even on the night. That he was going to be crucified, that he was going to be tried, even the night he was going to be arrested. He was thinking of them. He was praying for them. We can't do that in our own strength and our own ability. But in Christ, we can let that mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus. And by his grace, by his spirit that lives inside of us, he can quicken us and he can help us to grow and get stronger and get stronger you know i've always told my boys faith is a muscle faith is a muscle it's it feels weak when we first start using it but until we start using it it can't get stronger and the more we use it the stronger it gets and so when we start using our faith to serve in our capacity to the best of our ability by faith Then our faith grows and it gets stronger and it gets stronger. And we are an example to them of how to serve in hard places, of how to love in unloving situations. One of the things that captures my mind about the cross is that Jesus hung on that cross and he loved those who put him on that cross. As he was on the cross, he forgave those who put him on the cross. He said, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. I can't love like that. I don't have that kind of grace and forgiveness. Only He does, but when I'm in Christ, He helps me to love and forgive and care, even people who don't appreciate what we're sacrificing. He helps us to serve those who have no idea what it's costing us to serve them. You know, I had moments as as a young mom with little kids that had, that would pull me, that would stretch me to my limits sometimes, I had moments of just thinking, they have no idea what I've given up for them. They have no idea what I've given up for them. And you know what? They're not supposed to. That's what the adult does. That's what the father does, right? That's what the mother does, is we give like Jesus gave with no strings attached, just love, right? Um, I hope this has been a blessing to you because I love you and I believe in what you're doing, and I believe that it matters, and I just want you to know that. I do want to say that if this has been encouragement to you, let me know. Just reach out to me, and just say, "Hey, I'm out here. I'm listening, um, and I would love to hear from you." You can reach me at my blog at gracefromahome.com or on Facebook or Instagram. I'm in all those places, but I'd love to hear from you. And I'm gonna pray for you before we go. Father, thank you for grace. Thank you, Lord God, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your Spirit and that you quicken us. Lord Jesus, it's you living in us. It's not us, but it's you living in us that help us to love our little ones unselfishly and to serve in our homes with a servant heart. And God, I pray that we would be able to see our position and calling through your eyes how important it is to you that we do what you've asked of us. And Lord, I pray that we would be good examples for these little ones that you've placed under our care. And Lord, we thank you for it. We just surrender to you and say, Lord, not our will, but your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.